Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi, talkers. It's Friday and a beautiful one at that. Boy, is it nice outside. And it's going to get a lot brighter here with Lori and Julia for the next few hours. Let's sit back and enjoy the show. Ah, oh, thanks, Grant. Am I the only one who dressed up for Halloween today? I, am I the only one that you've seen in the building that is dressed up? No. Well, Paul McGuire Grimes was dressed up for the for he came in to talk to Colleen and Bradley. What was he dressed up as? He was uh, M- Marty McFly from Back to the Future. Oh, he had a him. red vest on That's and the whole one. setup. Yeah. So. The morning show. There was uh, uh, Holly posted like the t- the Today Show, the View, the talk. A bunch, you know, because Kelly and and because they all uh, get excited about Halloween and dressing up. Jason was funny on his show with Gilligan's Island. That was very good. I don't ever recall his show doing that. Was hilarious. And the View, they did a the Viewsicle, and they were all acting out different musicals. And Sunny Hostin and Anna Navarra did a little of anything you can do, I can do better. Our song from Project Down and Dirty, the musical. But they probably could sing. No, not really. Not really. Not, so. really, not right. really. But they had a cute one. Um, you know, uh, yeah, the pictures are really great. I think my favorite was Jerry O'Connell as Harry Styles at the Grammys with the purple boa and the Jerry goes shirt. there. He, he is so fun because he likes to wear fun clothes and make fun of himself. Well, I dressed up today. Thank you, as, Moira. As Moira Rose. And mm-hmm. what is really scary is that absolutely everything, with the exception of the furry head thing to wear around my hair, it, it, but that's from your closet. Everything is what we own. Well, Lori, we like black and white. I know, but I mean that like it was just like so. Anyway, I put on my I put on my lunettes, the big cat eye sunglasses, which is the French word for eyeglasses. That's right. I put on my little black fur thing, pop my collar, walk in. And I'm thinking, well, people probably just think I'm a, I'm just looking great today. <laughs> and I had a couple of people say, God, you look great today. See? Right? <laughs> dressing like Moira, Moira, I guess, is just dressing good. But I had been listening to some Moira-isms on YouTube. Okay. When I was driving to work <laughs> so that I could have a couple of one-liners. Um, to throw out there. To throw out there. And the only one that stuck in my head, Julia, other than, oh, God, I'd kill for a good coma right now. <laughs> okay. Um, was, um, let's have a chat about hosiery and menopause, shall we? And okay. then I said, oh, no, but I'm really not that interested because I don't, you know, whatever. So I said that to, you know, I said it to a few people. And then Angela from County, and she's like, we got to parade you around and see if anyone recognizes you. And she goes, let's go up to the executive floor. Oh, yeah. And I said, oh, yeah, maybe Ginny will be working. Mm-hmm. Well, she wasn't. But guess who was working? Mr. Hubbard. Mr. Hubbard. Mm-hmm. He's, he's walk- always here. I know. He's walking mm-hmm. down the hallway and he's smiling at me. And right. I'm, I'm holding my handbag out like Moira does. And I've got this skirt on and leather, you know, and I got my lunettes on, you know, so it's very dark in the hallway. <laughs> And I said, and Mr. Hubbard. Oh, jeez, Lori. Oh, jeez. I said, let's have a chat about hosiery and menopause. <laughs> you did not. I did. 
What did he say? He he just started laughing. He's just like, he goes, oh. And I go, I'm Moira Rose from, but I said the real Boops name. Creep. Boops Creek. But right. I said the real name. Right. Jim. And he goes, I don't watch that show, but you look good. Like, <laughs> I, love, I love him. Of course he'd say that. I oh. love it. I can't imagine the look on his face. He was smiling. Oh, of course. I mean, through my mm-hmm. nets, which might be dirty now because they're, you know, kind of my cheap vintage retro-y black sunglasses mm-hmm. that I must have had for some other costume. Right. So. I One year, Grant, I had a clown outfit on with balloons in my butt and everything in my mm-hmm. tummy, and I went up there yeah, to I see Ginny, him. and she probably wasn't here, and I ended up seeing Mr. Yeah, Hubbard, yeah. and it's fun to make him laugh. Yeah. It's fun to make him laugh, because he is just such a great guy, and it's just fun to see him laugh, because he makes us laugh a lot. Totally. And yeah. He's so funny. Yeah. Mr. Only one person like knew right away who I was. Right. Well, here's the comments. Here's the comments on Insta. Because if you want to see Lori's costume, you can go to Lori and Julie on Instagram. Um, Lori, your brooch. Where is it? Oh yeah, I don't. Moira wore wore one everywhere. So that's something to think about for For tomorrow. tomorrow, So thank you. Thank you. Because I'm wearing a completely different outfit tomorrow. Okay, but the brooch is something. A brooch. Um, Writing that down. Yep. Love this. Great. I don't get this. (laughs) Red lipstick. Um, yes, I didn't have Bradley and Colleen thought you were 80s Madonna. Mm-hmm. Um, you kill me, love you, baby, 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 and then just someone else said smiling. Well, Colleen and Bradley only saw my f- head, yeah. I was and listening I waved to them. with my little, my little glasses. Like, no, tomorrow <laughs> I have a more uh, Moira ish outfit, but I did have to be somewhat comfortable here today right? at work. But I realized I could wear this outfit out. Oh my god, it's darling. Yeah. Okay, so this morning I was at Spillan Montage getting a um much massage, massage from Eric, who's just come from France. Oh lovely. <laughs> and it was I'm telling Voulez-vous you Francais. But he knew exactly what to do with me. Yeah. You know, my body and how tight it was and he just it, I feel so much better after getting massage. Because my thing I know is all muscle. It's not disc in my mm-hmm, back, it's mm-hmm, muscle. Mm-hmm. Darling, but the costumes that people at a salon who are artists. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't believe what makeup. Karen from Spillan, You, she Did was. Did she a, do something with her was, hair? And... Yeah, she was like a, a bloody Viking. Um, but you, wow. And then there's the mermaid, and everybody goes all out. I just love to see it. it we usually do dress I, up. It's fun to dress up. Yeah, I guess because they had us dress up earlier for the costume co- contest, which mm-hmm. obviously we lost. We're not going to win. Do we subway. have the finals? Do we come in second or third, or who, do we take? Who last? the hell knows? I'll I mean, take a tally later here for you. Steve, Steve, who wasn't even part of it. Who, from the experience? Right, but he he (laughs) said, let's just have all of our votes go with Jason. Yeah, Steve, from the experience? What's that mean? They have a new name of their show. It's called the Donna and Steve Steve Experience. Experience. They're not serious. Yes, That's how they introduce their show every time they come in now. They've changed. So we're, as opposed to the project or the Donna and Steve hour. Yeah. But I mean, that's, he gave up. He I heard say, him. Yeah. I was listening. And mm-hmm. Donna's like, Julie's, Rocco says, Julie always listens. He goes, I don't care. Do yeah. something. I mean, the throwaway, because I thought Donna and Rocco were pretty they funny. They were hysterical. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. But again. We can't compete. No, no, no. 
It was cursed all along because it was on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> Facebook, which is at the worst month of its life. Uh-huh. Okay. With the whistleblower paper. <laughs> yes. And we have a contest on Facebook. People are like, no. Let's drive thank more you. traffic there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that is really, that's what I'm just going to say. That's right, your, there that's you your, go. That's and your then, problem. you know, the morning show being first in the thing, which, mm-hmm. you know, and then having more, like the voting stopped at noon today, not even six. So we could get in, you know, our show and mm-hmm. some begging. And maybe a few hundred votes. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I don't know. What do we have to do around here? Well, I, I have a surprise for you guys coming up in the last hour. Oh, I good. did bring a costume. Oh, yeah. you and, did? And when Rocco comes in for Pop Culture Jeopardy, right. put it on. I'm going to put it on and surprise you guys right, when I'm I come glad. back in. Well, so. if that's not a cause for alcohol, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mark. That's, that's a good little <laughs> There you go. And, oh. Julia, you are blind to reality, and for that, I am most proud there you go. Yeah. Those are good lines. Oh, those are all Moira lines. I They're love awesome. it. Anyway, yeah, so I, I should have refreshed my lipstick and adjusted my thing, but we were just so excited to be doing a video for Instagram. It's cute. You look good. I think you look like a good Moira. All right, listen, when we come back, it is our story we can't get enough of. I think there's going to be a mad rush next week for everyone to participate and buy out the remaining tickets, especially with the food now. You get a free El Burrito Mercado. Yum, yum. Nice. Hey, I just have to tell you, Grant, before we get into our story we can't get enough of, is that Lori can, is so frustrated with the Rolling Stones dissing the Twin Cities. Yes, they did. The Twin Cities, they have not posted anything. They're still posting in ups from when they were in L.A. And you are... Nick hasn't posted anything but mattresses and murals in L.A. October 21st. The Rolling Stones just... Paul, they they posted the set list, which they do everywhere that Ronnie Wood paints, uh, paints, and then they just paint, they just posted a rainy stadium picture in Tampa, which is where they are tonight. Oh, there's nothing from Minnesota. No, thank you, Minneapolis. No, <laughs> cheated. I I, uh, I feel your pain, especially after all the effort and radio time and listener time that went into trying to figure out where they were going to go to take the damn picture. Julia, you're blaming this on John Bream. To quote Moira, (laughs) gossip is the devil's telephone and let's hang up on this conversation right now. (laughs) It just off the air. She's like, I am so mad at Mick Jagger. And I'm like, he, I'm sure is going to feel this. (laughs) He's losing sleep over it right now. Big time. Big time sleep. Oh, Lori, that is just so fun. That's so you. But we, I, just, we did spend a lot of time we guessing. We spent a lot of time. <laughs> so did all the Twin Cities, though. But yeah. I'm acting like a disgruntled pelican, again, to quote Moira. You are. I am, because this is <laughs> not, I mean, you know, obviously now Mick is just letting us know that we're flyover country, even though he supposedly had two Juicy Lucy's. Mm-hmm. He didn't. I just would like to have seen a photo. Or an acknowledgement. Any, anything. He's acknowledged Nashville. Don't even get me going. I'm a disgruntled pelican just thinking about it. Ugh. I, okay. okay. I could go a, out. How's your mother? How's your father? Just a goodbye, Minneapolis. That's oh, it. Something. Some, even post a sound, song lyric. Oh. All right, let's get to the hot, juicy gossip story oh. of the day. And that it's is disturbing. that... Um, uh, the Zane, Gigi, and the nuclear split. We'll call it that because these two, Zane Malik from One Direction, Gigi Hadid, supermodel, daughter of Yolanda Hadid and Mohammed Hadid, and Yolanda from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, although it's been like five years since she's been on. They've been together like six years. They had a breakup for about a year. Okay. And they got back together in late 2019, right in time for the pandemic. 
and had a baby nine months later, last right. the end of February. They had a little uh, g- girl, so she's just a year old. Kai, Kai, I and like her they, name. they've. Uh, I mean, it is a. This is a nuclear split because when celebrities break up, they either issue a joint statement. They have an incredible breakup by like Halle Berry and Gabrielle Aubrey right. or Brad and Angelina, or. You know, but we didn't even know they broke up. All we knew yesterday was that TMZ had the scoop, scoop of that 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 uh, Yolanda Hadid was considering pressing charges against Zayn Malik for striking her. They scooped every media outlet that she was seriously considering pressing charges against Zayn Malik because um, apparently some kind of altercation happened. Um, and, and so she was considering pressing charges. Well, TMZ then dug deeper and they found out charges had already been filed. Zane had already pled guilty. So yesterday when he was on his Instagram and saying he never hit her, hit her, he was correct. I, I guess being correct in yeah. that he would pled guilty to harassing Gigi and Yolanda's with a lot of slurring slurs and horrible things yelled at them. And he did push. He pushed, he pushed her. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's like really, I don't really know like what exactly I'm trying to read between the lines. There's Uh, a child here. Yeah, there is a child. So, so apparently Gigi and Yolanda were in Gigi and Zane's Pennsylvania home, which is next door to Yolanda's. Maybe you ride a riding lawnmower to get sure. next door. Or a golf cart. Golf cart. When Zane, I love it, a riding yeah, lawnmower. I, I doubt. I doubt. No, can you hop see? on the John Deere and just go say hi right. to mom. Yeah, why not? Because they're hard to start. They're, you get in a golf cart. There's so much easier. A small oh, one. Right. And then you could maybe You have to lift the seat up. You have to ch- pump the... Well, this well, might be my riding lawnmower. Yeah. I, <laughs> when we're doing heavy equipment next week, geez Louise. <laughs> well, Lori, let's just get in there. Yeah. Bulldozer and go next door. So anyway, Zane came in and lost his crap. And apparently he yelled at Yolanda, called her all kinds of names, used the F word, you know, did all the typical things. He shoved her. He screamed at Gigi and started getting in a fight with the security guard. Okay. Okay. And I wonder if Zane and Gigi had broken up mm-hmm. and they kept that quiet. Because if you remember, she did go to the Met Gala alone and yes. they have gone together in yes, the past. Yes, they have. And she's made him dress horribly. Yeah. And apparently this happened September 20. 20- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. Or you UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Okay. TMZ dug up the court papers. So she did uh, press the charges. So anyway, this is a different level of seriousness because it's tangible. The cops were involved. There's a baby. They're not married. Who leaked the story? Who leaked the story is is kind of the... The question du jour. Yeah, because, I mean, it's a sad thing. And... um, Wasn't his people. It wouldn't be his, and I don't think it would be her people either. I think it was the mom. And I think, I feel like the mom... 
I don't think their teams would leak it for the same reason. I, I, I don't know. The, um, I, I guess I don't know unless it has something to do. It's relevant to custody negotiations. That's all I'm thinking of. Or totally. they thought the story was going to leak and wanted to get ahead of it. But the headline was so bad. Right, but they, they, you know, I don't know. Someone thought the story was going to leak, wanted to get ahead of it, or it was custody negotiation, or maybe someone was afraid because Gigi and uh, one of her fr- friends, an insider family friend, told People Magazine they're not together right now. They've mm-hmm. been very odd enough. Maybe someone was fearful of the environment and wanted to encourage the split by going public and with would- what... The family already knows that may or may not be a toxic relationship. That would be another reason for doing well, right. it. And that would come from? A family member, a mother. close friend, mm-hmm. her mom. Mm-hmm. Yes, and apparently um, now people are coming out of the woodwork to say how much tension there's been between Zane and Yolanda all along. I feel like I feel like you know her more than I do. I don't love her personality at all. She is a very much Cold. an overbearing stage kind of a mom. Yeah, she's not a likable person. She was a model. So and, what? She's not likable. But I remember her when Gigi was, I think she was in high school on the show, and she was always on her about her body and exercising and stuff. She's not a likable person. Yeah, so so, so yeah. TBD. So why did the story come out? But he's already pled guilty, and right. he's got to go to anger management, and he's got some stuff to do. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to get back together. Now well, I wonder who's going to have Kai. That's going to be a mess. They both are. It's going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. All right. What's happening? Is Are the roads a mess? Not too bad right now. Just a few accidents to report. It is time. We've got a nice little edition of the Lori and Julia Book Club. Our a Friday book, edition. A Friday edition. Kind of unusual. The book is called The Secret Secret of Snow. It is so good and sweet and lovely. And the author, Wade Rouse, is joining us. But he writes, this book is written under the name Viola Shipman. Hello, Wade slash Viola. Hey, thanks for having me. Hi. How Welcome. are you? Where are we calling you? I'm in Michigan right now where the novel is set. And I know Viola sounds a little bit like a literary Victor Victoria. Yes, it really does. does, I mean, I have to say I did. So I finished the book a couple days ago Mm -hmm. and I really, I really did enjoy it. It made me look at winter differently. It made me think of loss differently because you'll tell us what the book is about and it, it was just such a sweet book but i was shocked when i got into work today and i i guess this is my own bias but to find out that a man had written I, this book. i'm like laurie a guy wrote this and she's like no way no way <laughs> no why is that why am i shocked at that that's actually the biggest compliment i think you know i i write all my fiction under my grandma's name you know she was um a working poor ozarks woman and she, her sacrifice has changed our family's life. So, you know, it's the smallest thank you I can give to her. Aww. That's so cool. And, and do you always write books from a woman's perspective then? I do. You know, I started my career writing humorous memoir. And um, I switched when, um, you know, much of my, I lost some of my family. And I found all of my grandmother's heirlooms boxed away in the attic. 
and you know their charm bracelets and recipe boxes oh, and i thought stuff. they were never poor they were the richest people i'd ever known because they got what mattered most in life and that's why i write the books i do mm. that's so lovely mm-hmm. you're I mean, you're an original we've talked to other men that write as women and they also will write with either initials or yeah. maybe a pseudonym and i don't know but you've you've owned, you have the big name viola yeah viola shipman <laughs> and you've written a lot of books yes you have I, Viola's been very busy <laughs> over the last few years. Right. So, okay, so Wade, give us the setup of uh, this beautiful, lovely book, The Secret of Snow, that will make you, that is a love letter to Michigan, but it also felt like it could be a love letter to, to any state that has, that you, you have the four seasons and a lot of snow. Yeah, it's it really is a love letter to um up to winter and if you and you know I know where you are you got you got to love your snow as well. Yes, in Minnesota um, we do. But it follows a fifty year old shocker. There's a you know there's a mature woman. Yeah, right. Days, who is um, a meteorologist in Palm Springs who knows only sunny skies and perfect weather. And she finds out from her young boss that she's being replaced by an artificial intelligent weather girl who will never <laughs> age or gain weight or renegotiate its contract. <laughs> and instead of going home, she goes out and gets blasted at a Rat Pack bar in Palm Springs and returns to the station and has an epic meltdown that when she wakes up the next day hungover, she finds out it's gone viral. And the only place that will hire her back is the northern Michigan town that she ran from. Um, and it's largely because she lost her sister when she was young and really can't confront the memories of, of a family member who loved, you know, winter and snow and the holidays more than anything else. And she has to move back in with her wisecracking mother and they go at loggerheads with each other. And someone at works tries to sabotage her. And um, But it's really about you know, winter slowing down and having, you know, the ice around your heart melting. Um, and, you know, many of us live, but we're not alive. And that's really what this novel is all about. You've and, just said so many beautiful things in the world. I feel well, like we need to take a deep breath and pause. I know. You're it. such a lovely writer, way. <laughs> I know it. And really, when you're reading the book, you do. But it's not in any way heavy. It's funny. It's relatable. Mm-hmm. It it. I made me think, you know, like when Sunny is kind of realizing that she's put up a lot of walls around her heart because she could never deal with the fact that her sister, you know, died in an accident, you know, at 14 and she was 16 and she's always felt bad about it. But I think that was so relatable because even in my own family, I can look at a couple people that have had really, horrific loss very very painful because it was their kids and the walls that i've that that do come up around people's hearts when they suffer those kinds of losses and how you get back how how do you get back well you know what i have to say that is beautifully stated you know this is um i think my most deeply personal novel and it's based on i lost my brother when i was 13 and he was 17 you know and he was the king of winter and our holidays and he would go in our backyard and cut a pine tree down and drag it into the house and drench it in tinsel and i thought our holidays would never be the same um and my mother you know the next year went into the woods and cut down a pine tree and dragged it into the house and drenched it in tinsel and said why are we trying so hard to forget about him he made us who we are and you know she her strength really 
changed me and our family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we've lost so many people the last two years, and I know our holidays will never be the same. Theirs won't. And um, I just wanted this to be like a big holiday hug to them. But I also didn't want it to be too heavy, as you said. You know, a lot of reviewers are calling it a literary Ted Lasso, which I Yeah, love. that w- what a compliment, yeah. Wade. That's, like, amazing. Be- because your story is humorous, even though it is about grief and second chances. And I love I Sonny's love mom. I Sonny's love mom, Sonny. though, is everything. Oh, my gosh. And that's how we use, I think, you know, so many of us, when we have hardship in our life, I'm sure you're like me, I use humor as, you know, not as only a connector, but as a self-defense mechanism. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like a superpower. It helps. It, it helps, helps during those times. Do you think, Wade, okay, so here you are a guy and you're writing from a woman's perspective and many female characters. Is it, do you have to like have an image of who the character is going to be that what you're wearing and everything? I mean, do you have to get really kind of into character to write the female from the female perspective? I do. That's a great question. You know, I do. I, you know, having written memoir um, to start my career, I knew everybody I was writing about. So I'm not a big plotter, but I do do huge character sketches. So I really have to know exactly who I'm writing about and all their quirks and idiosyncrasies and, you know, down to what they're wearing and little phrases. But, you know, I grew up surrounded by women. I grew up with my grandmothers and my mom and, you know, strong, smart women and all of my best friends are women. So they share so much of their lives with me. And I, you know, it's, for me, it's an incredible honor to, to give that voice. Um, you know, I just I went to college and, you know, the syllabus in lit class was all men writing about war. And I'm like, where's my Irma Bombeck? Right. Books that I love. Right. Oh, gosh. Wasn't she a treasure? <laughs> she was. If life is a bullet cherries, why main these pets? Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking um, with about the book, The Secret of Snow by Viola Shipman. But we're talking, that's a pen name. We're talking to Wade uh, the, the, guy, the actual author, Wade, Wade Rouse. But, you know, the other thing that um, you gave us in The Secret of Snow, I have a whole newfound appreciation and respect for meteorologists. It's, you know what? That's People always ask if I weren't an author what I would do. And I always said I, I've been fascinated by weather and I would have been a meteorologist. And the main character, Sunny Dunes, is inspired a little bit by Ginger Z, who um, grew love up her. in West Michigan, where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, From Good Morning America, fascinated people. fascinated by weather growing up. So she inspired a little bit. And I have a lot of dear friends that are meteorologists, too. And, you know, I loved approaching a character that was writing about weather, both emotionally and scientifically. Yeah, cool. I mean, like the science, I mean, the science behind it and the, the fact that the, the people that are really the most limber on your TV shows mm-hmm. that are doing weather are those people because they don't have anything scripted except the green screen. That's right. Nothing. And and how and how unfairly women are judged on in the media um, versus men, you know, just I know so many, so many of my dear friends and their contracts, you know, what they can wear and, mm-hmm. um, you know, how they have to look and. You know, men just have to slap on a tie. Right. And uh, yeah, and their makeup and they can stay forever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I was really that that part with, of the story was all. And I thought, well, no wonder meteorologists have 
weather woodies and they just go crazy when there's and, polar vortexes right. or bomb cyclones <laughs> or, you know, all these things that are really based on, you know, somebody needs to tell us so we can be somewhat prepared. Absolutely. Wade, did you grow up in the UP? I did not. I actually grew up in the Missouri Ozarks and then moved to Michigan in 2003. And I live in a little resort town called Saugatuck, but the UP. Do you know the UP? I do. Well, I just love that area up there. I also like the big bear dunes and the Traverse City and, you know, Mac. I just think it's gorgeous up there at the top of Michigan. It really is one of the most beautiful places on earth. And, you know, this, the novel set in Traverse City and, you know, talks about Sleeping Bear and, um, yep. you know, Empire Bluff Trail and all all the beauty um, that surrounds us here in Michigan. And I think if you love, you know, in any light community, this is a novel that will really resonate with you. And yeah. the snow. I mean, the UP gets the most snow. Everyone goes there to ski and snowmobile. You actually got me excited for snow, reading The Secret of Snow. I was just like, He doesn't yeah. like snow. I love snow. Yeah, but I do like snow, but I, I gets a bad rap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love snow. Well, we can't thank you enough for writing this beautiful book, The Secret of Snow. It just came out, I think, on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. By, on Tuesday, yes, yeah, a big week. A big week for you by Viola Shipman. We've got two copies to give away to people who haven't got one lately for, in our book club. Give us a buzz at 651-641-1071. And Wade, what a treat to meet you. You too. Thank you both. I'm big fans. I adore both of you. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, we'll be in touch with Kathleen on whatever your next novel is coming out. Make sure we get you back on. That's great. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank thanks, you. Wade. How- All right. Bye. Bye. Starling. Oh, that was so fun. Darling. Yeah, my, my, my jaw dropped when I came in the office and found out I that know. he was a guy. Because, I mean, I just it felt like. We've had one other guy yeah, from yeah. Like the Pennsylvania just, area that wrote an amazing book about women. It's kind of cool how that happens. I yeah. wonder, Lori, this is your charge. You could write a book from a man's perspective. Oh, Julia. I, that would be interesting. I'd sign up for that one. All right. I'm, I'm gonna, just gonna, saying. I've got to come up with my erotic name. Oh, my gosh, erotic pen name. Yeah, huffle, okay. huffle, huffleness. No. Huffing stuff. Consuelo Consuelo is already <laughs> taken by an actor that we All love. right. Grant is getting their numbers. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to Lori and Julia. This is a good sign. It oh. certainly is. Has anyone watched the Madonna, the Madame X? Absolutely I not. Know, she, I have no taste for that, but I did watch something on those lines last night at like 1 or 2 in the morning. You watched what? This is it. Remember when we saw the Michael Jackson movie that he made with Tony... Oh. Tony um, not Ortega. Who's the guy? Who's the big producer guy? The dance. Uh, yeah. The guy. Whatever. Whatever. His Whatever. Name is. That was Kenny good. Ortega. Kenny Ortega. I was going to call him Tony because Tony's mm-hmm. from the underground bunker, a friend of ours. All right. So Kenny, that was a. Um, so you watched it. It again. was an interesting look back, and then I started to go in down the road of Michael Jackson. And, you know, he was going to do the 50 dates at the O2 Arena in London. We're like, there's no way he's going to make it. We remember when he announced it, but he needed the money. And um, and we, we, were, we were having bets. Donnie and I were betting. How many nights he could make it. Not to die. No, no. But, but how we, many he we, we, we were like, there's no way physically this guy has the stamina to, to do, do these. 50 nights. He's as frail as anything mm-hmm. and you know seemed not well no I mean, he didn't with a pair of eyes yeah 
could see that. Exactly. But what the thing they showed about, it was the making of the This Is It tour. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he died just like... Was that a movie? It was made into a movie. You and I saw it in a movie theater. Okay. And it used... All the footage that they use taping it, so you see him do these amazing dance moves, you know, and does this amazing dances. Yeah, he's amazing. And so you watch them warm up for their concert tour, and then that woman from Minneapolis who was the guitarist or the singer that was with—I mean, it was how it was changing these people's lives. Documentary, or did you rewatch? I rewatched the movie, which is like a documentary because he's already dead. Okay, so you Um, rewatched it, right? And but then I then I went on the rabbit whole of finding out all of the times that Michael Jackson did duets. Do you remember when he d- did a duet with Mick Jagger? No, Grant, you might have to find this. It's called State of Shock. It was released July 1984 in a joint venture between the Jacksons and Mick's- Mick Jagger. Fun fact, the track was originally meant to be sung with Freddie Murphy. Freddie Mer- Mercury? Mercury, yeah. Mm-hmm. Him too. Seems like there were a lot of celebrity duets like in the eighties. Well, him and Paul McCartney and and Mick. Oops, that was Diana Ross. Yeah, Mick Jagger and uh, you know dancing in the what's his name David Bowie didn't they? David Bowie. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Julia. Well, I don't know how to turn it off. Stop looking at your phone and talking. Well, I was well, I was just looking for the names of the songs versus my computer. There's Jackson's and Mick Jagger's State of Shock. Yeah, Yeah. that's the one. Play that a little bit for Lori. Okay, let's because we're we're mad at Mick Jagger today right now because he's forgetting that he came to Minneapolis. That's right. Minnesota. He's he's snubbing us socially. Social media. Let's check it out. Oh, I do remember this. I remember this. So it was just, and then I went to YouTube and watched all these documentaries. And and Grant, the day that Michael Jackson died, TMZ was our, like, where we would just go and spend all of our time. Perez Hilton and TMZ Mm -hmm. at the time. And this is 2009. Right. And I'm sitting where Lori's sitting. Lori's over here. We were already bereft because Farrah Fawcett had died that morning. She did die that day. Yes. Farrah died Died that morning. morning, And then later that day. And so we're sitting here and I'm telling these guys something is up at Michael Jackson's estate. Oh, yeah. There were helicopters. There were helicopters. Mm -hmm. There were ambulances. I said something is up. And I'm like, I think he died. And you guys are like, he did not. He did not. Die. And I'm like, you guys, this is unfolded. It unfolded while we were on the radio and yeah. we were watching I everyone come. they declared it like a, like a few right. minutes after five. And TMZ yeah. that he was dead. He was dead. California time. And it was, three. so I just was kind of going back and looking at some of his life. Boy, Remember Why? when he and Madonna went to the Oscars together and she looked like Marilyn Monroe? She did. He looked like he was the king of... Um, Spanglia or something, right. you know, just some made-up country because he had his, you know, all of his medals. Royal medals he did. He and, wore his red his coat with his. Yes, he did. You know, so Spanglot. He <laughs> yeah, he's the country. Thanks to Spanglot. <laughs> yeah, but they went together. Oh yeah. So this uh, V magazine where Madonna is on the cover, and she said, you know, she was inspired by Marilyn Monroe. You right. Know, and I'm looking at the photos. And well, first of all, yes, words. Okay. (laughs) I, Madonna already did the best homage ever to Madonna. Marilyn Monroe. Or Marilyn Monroe. Diamonds are girls. Yeah. In the 80s, when she went to the Oscars, like that. And she did the video. The video, um, you know, all of that. And now. Now that she's Madonna, 
who's jacked up her face and her booty and has gotten Kardashianized. That's who she, this is the look. I, she looks nothing. She looks like a Kardashian imitating Madonna, imitating Marilyn Monroe. I'm disturbed it, no, on a whole Grant, other level. You have level. to look at the picture, and it's posted on our show mm-hmm. page today, but she did the material girl. That was when she dressed up as, as um, Marilyn Monroe. But you're right, Lori. She looks like a Kardashian, a Kardashian imitating doing Madonna Mar- doing Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. Yes. The backwards effect. Because when you do so much to your face, you just look like a Kardashian. There is one look. Yeah. You, there is no individualization there. You, there is one look. Yeah. Because when you start doing the lips... Mm-hmm. And you start doing the upper cheeks, unless you're going to someone with Midwest sensibilities. Yeah. I, I mean, I liked. I haven't read the whole interview or right. anything. And when when she says, "I don't even think about my age. I just keep going." You I, think about it all the time because she's well, trying to be 26. Well, I don't know, but I don't think that she is like thinking about it. I think she's just being who she's always been, and she's just always done whatever the hell she's wanted to do. Since she became famous and got money and she thinks she looks great and her boyfriend thinks she looks great and all of her. I mean, so she seems happy with it. I but I I do believe her when she says I don't think about age because I think other people think about age more than I mean, the per- people who are the age like we don't think about well, it. I really. have forgotten yeah. sometimes how what my age is. I've forgotten what year it is. I mean, my mom totally. said the first time that she really really thought about her age was when she turned 78 she's like holy crap i am old right and that was really the first time Mm -hmm. that she like thought that right and then i think mick jagger is 78 and i don't think he thinks about his age at all either no but i don't like madonna looking like a kardashian imitating a madonna imitating marilyn monroe i'm not a fan it's such a look though it is such a look and you described it backwards the way it is because i was just thinking it's madonna look like a like a kardashian marilyn but you took it kardashian madonna yeah and then marilyn and then the butt in the pantyhose it's just it does look like a delicious peach but they have her propped up just so right all right we gotta go